make every night legendary. Guys, we've had some pretty legendary nights, but we've also had some nights that weren't so legendary. The non-legendary nights are done. Tonight is gonna be legendary. Everybody, the Stay Off Podcast, the legendary Stay Off Podcast, is back in your ear hole. We on the road, Jordan. This is like two episodes in a week. Yeah, I know, right? Like two episodes in five days, man. This must be a record. I know somebody out there is happy, <laughs> and it also means I have time to edit, uh, which I don't uh, have yes. much. So we'll see how this goes. But we want to welcome all you guys back to another episode of the Legendary Stay House Podcast. We've got a lot lined up for you. We're going to discuss a few things with the NBA. We know the finals is getting started on Thursday. So we're going to give you a little preview of that. Of one of the more light-skinned finals we'll see. We're also <laughs> going to talk a little Bears. Because we've been away so much, we've missed discussing the draft, so we're going to dive into some of the Bears' draft picks, the draft as a whole, who we like. They've been in, um, they've had the rookie minis and the, some of the OTAs, the voluntary ones, so uh, we'll see where we stand on the Bears. They're getting a lot of, lot of press right now. We're going to pick them as a team to beat. We're going to tell you how we feel about that. We're also going to talk about the Magic Man, more drama in L.A., uh, we know what happened with Magic. He left abruptly the L.A. Lakers. And it seems <laughs> <Deuces>. like every- <laughs> that was so hilarious. Magic was like, I'm not going to be here. Um, right. And ever since then, every two or three weeks, something drops. And Lakers are back into our consciousness for something negative. But I don't think they care about the type of club they get. I think right now they feel like all publicity is good publicity. We'll dive into that. And a few other things along the way. We're going to give you the beloved Grub Report. We're going to give you a sneak preview into maybe some of the new features and segments that you'll be hearing on the Stay Eyes podcast, the legendary Stay Eyes podcast. One announcement I do want to make. um, We kicked off the most disappointing Chicago athlete bracket about a month and a half ago it did not reach completion i scrapped it because i can do that um i like to say <laughs> wow we, looks like we got a, a, a magic johnson on the on the on the stay House podcast right, right here <laughs> i'm out of here <laughs> i'm out of here i i totally jumped ship on that bracket um <laughs> There was a lot wow. of work. To, so this is what happened. Life picked up. I had vacation planned. Work got super busy before I left and got real busy after I came back. I didn't have time to keep up with a podcast, keep up with some kids, keep up with graduations, and tabulate responses from a 64-option bracket. So something <laughs> had to go. And, of course, what had to go was the bracket. 
<laughs> because the chaos right. podcast is a is a uh, is a standalone entity. And while we do have segments and gimmicks, that bracket was uh, completely unimportant to us pushing forward. We might pick up some other bracket in the future and try to finish it. But this one, it was on the negative side, man. I mean, people were like getting tired of talking negativity, and as much as I love negativity. People were getting a little, a little tired. Hey. All I got to oh. say is, before you scrapped it, did you at least talk to Jenny Bus? <laughs> no, no. Me and me and Jenny. If, if had I told her that I was going to do it, she was going to try to talk me out of it. And ah, uh, okay, I see, I see. She would have cried. I would have cried. And you know, who knows what we would be right now? And, you know, I got you. Okay. It was a lot of my fellow podcasters, and they were saying, "Man, you know, we can't wait to see the end results of uh, who wins that, who wins that bracket." And I'm like, "I'm not going to finish that bracket." So that's how that turned Cliff, out. Cliffhanger. All right. Well, moving it's on. Left then. On, it's left on a cliffhanger. That's fine. That's okay. Derrick Rose wouldn't have won, so that makes you happy, Jordan. Hey, I'm I'm fine with that. As long as Cody Parkey uh takes the takes the cake. That 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 was my vote. So that's all I care so, about. So let's let's call it. Let's call it then. Let's say <laughs> let's just let's just hypothetically say we here at the Stay Ass Podcast, we talked amongst ourselves after we used the tabulated first two rounds and we went ahead and finished it and Cody Parkey is the winner of the most disappointing Chicago athlete award. Yeah. Certainly. <laughs> Certainly a victim of the moment. Yeah, yeah. Due, to, <laughs> due to recency bias, uh, he will be number one overall for the for the next twenty years. Complete recency bias. Cody Parkey was terrible this year, but he's only been with the Bears for a year and a half, and he's still getting pretty handsomely paid by them. I think for another year. Oh Seven God! Don't Let's talk about good things with the Bears. So we'll jump right into the Chicago Bears. Yes, sir. And their recent draft, the camps. You got you got a uh, 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 Nagy out here, and you got who's um, Pagano out here sounding real footbally, and you got the <laughs> Slippers out here. Man, I want to I want to see I want to see guys crashing in each other. Man, I'm ready. I'm ready for Sundays. And Mondays and Thursdays and the, do they, does the NFL have any other days? Like, Let's see, Sunday, Monday, Thursday, and uh, isn't there a Saturday game like overseas, over in another country or something? I don't know. Toward the end of the year, they do Saturdays once once college football lets up. It's kind of an unofficial thing where they don't really go up against college football. Yeah. Okay. So Sundays, Mondays, and Thursdays, yes, the NFL continues to give you the worst football possible with a weekly Thursday night game. Absolutely. And but I still it watch it because it's football. It's football, right? But we still watch that it. Is, that, <laughs> that is also a reason why you need to, you people out there that are listening need to get into fantasy football for those Thursday dreary games. If you got, say, the Oakland Raiders, who are probably going to be nice at least to watch this year, versus the Denver Broncos, maybe you have somebody in the actual game that's playing on your fantasy football team that gives you a reason to get into the game. You know, I rarely play Thursday night football players. 
Because I know oh the game God. is going to be so the game is going to be so bad. I rarely even roster them. Like I, they don't enter my starting lineup unless they're like bona fide superstar. I don't I don't play those guys. As I've said, okay, you've gotten in a hundred car accidents on Sunday, and you didn't even get a full week to recover. I am not playing you. Yeah, they working off half a brain. Yeah, you ain't lying. These dudes don't recognize their kids by by Thursday. <laughs> I got five kids. What? Who are you? I had Antonio Cromartie. No, he <laughs> he knew all he knew all twenty seven of his kids, right? He knew them by name. That's, <laughs> That's some, ridiculous. That man got a constellation. That's a father of the year type stuff. Uh, or dummy of the year. <laughs> Either or. I know all 27 of their names. Goodness gracious. Yeah. Well, let's hop into the Bears. Draft. The Bears did not have a number one or number two first or second round pick. And yet and still, I think the Bears did phenomenally for the position that they were drafting in. What about you, Jordan? Wait a minute now. Wait a minute now. You, you're overlooking something. You're overlooking something, Chris. They I'm had a first and second the, round draft. When you look at Khalil Mack as a first round pick, yeah, I get it. I'm, I'm just speaking ah. purely on the surface. No ah. first round. And what, what Pace and that scouting staff did with the picks they had was, in my opinion, on the surface – you know, from the outside looking in, preview wise, great moves all around. No, I I, I knew what you meant. I I just had to say that because I I I really cannot stand John Gruden. And but well, I thank him for Khalil Mack, but I that was just stupid. But anyway, yeah. On to the actual picks, the third round. I was hoping. Oh, I was hoping that David Montgomery would be there when we picked. I was kind of shy on him at first. You know, I'm, I'm doing my YouTube highlights, constantly looking at, at all of these different running backs that are supposed to be some of the top ones coming out of college. You know, I'm looking at Darrell Henderson. I'm looking at uh, uh, David Montgomery. Uh, what's, what's your boy's name from Penn State that backed up Sean uh, uh, Saquon last year? Miles Sanders. I'm looking at all of these guys that are supposedly supposed to be really decent running backs. And when I kept looking at David Montgomery's tape, the main thing that stood out to me is he doesn't have a lot of speed, but the man can break tackles like nobody's business. He is elusive. He has crazy cutting ability. Uh, he does not go down on the first tackle. Like he is a gamer. He is a gamer. And they compared him to Kareem Hunt, which ironically is who I wanted the Bears to get after he did a karate chop on a woman. But of course, thought better of that. And now we may have our own clean version of Kareem Hunt. You never know. They ran the same 40 speed, have some of the same uh, uh, measurements. I really like David Montgomery in that third round. And he's a Boy Scout. He's literally a Boy Scout. There you go. And he's super Jesus-y. Oh, wow. That's a, that's a word. I, I heard, yeah, I heard he's super Jesus-y. So he's he's got that God thing going. Gonna see some uh gonna see him run over a defensive back in Sky Point. <laughs> <laughs> wow. 
<laughs> Gotta love that. Hey, as long like, as he's running over people. I like Montgomery. I really do. You know me, though. I did want Sanders. But, you know, Montgomery mm. was, was like my second option. We talked a lot about David Montgomery uh, in concert with Sanders. So those were pretty much our two picks, I think, or here on the podcast for the running backs we would have liked to have seen. I wasn't yeah. big on Henderson, if I recall. Um, but I ain't mad at Montgomery, you know, and especially since you, you have some weapons there. You're going to you're not going to, you know, overfeed this rookie. You know, you got Davis, yeah. you got Tariq. And then uh, if, if Kareth White sticks, there's your speed guy. I like Kareth White. You know, so if he if he sticks, you got a a nice a nice stable of backs that can get some things done for you. Yes, sir. Yeah. And many people, many people are picking the Bears to win the NFC. Well, I mean, you think about it. They they should have gotten the job done. We know why in the world they didn't get past the, the Eagles. And the team, in my opinion, has improved. And their depth has gotten even more deeper. You know, there wasn't a lot of holes on this team last year, you know, from the, all the important positions. But any position, period. You know, maybe the line could could use a few more offensive linemen, a few more guards, a few more uh, tackles. But all in all, man, this team is deep. It is ready. They have experience now in the playoff setting, and they're one year wiser. They know what they need to do, man. This is the year. And although they got a, they kind of got another Miller type receiver. Really, I do like Ridley though. Yeah. Uh, talk about he, he didn't get a lot of separation, but he does run good routes, good hands. You know, you you need that. You need that. I think he'll work well with Miller. And I think it helps your deep guys. It helps your Taylor Gabriels and your Cordero Pattersons when the, when they're running those nine routes, have those underneath guys. And it really helps because now you got to deal with uh, your boy, Trey Burden, <laughs> out again, had surgery. Yeah, a little groiny surgery, sports uh, groin surgery. Sport is sports groin different from regular groin? I have no idea. Apparently, a normal groin injury is when you do it at the house or something, and sports groin is when you do it on the court or on the field. I I have no idea what that means, but uh, I heard that he actually got the surgery a couple months ago. So, and and the 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 time frame is supposed to be uh about three months. I think they said about 90, 90 days. So they said he should be good to go by training camp. So at least he's not going to carry it over into the season. Just clean that up and let's move forward. So is this going to fix the stress lock thing that he had in the playoffs? I hope it fixes whatever he was dealing with, the yips, or if it was just being scared of seeing his old team or somebody paid him off. I don't know what that was, but, yeah, uh, hopefully that, that's done with. Mercy. Yeah. That, that got to me, man. I, I, didn't, I didn't like that. I didn't like that at all. Nah, yeah, it was, it was kind of ironic. Bad timing. You know, not saying that Trey Burton, you know, 
let the team down or turned turned away from you know helping the team because it it was said that there was a lot of game plan around him for that that playoff game, but uh, they had to adjust. And of course, Broniker and those other tight ends they can't do the 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 things that Trey Burton can do in the package that he was in. So yeah, just. Hopefully, you know, try to think positive and hopefully Trey is Trey is gonna be Trey this year and do what he do what he's supposed to do. This uh Yaki Shelley kid from Kansas State, the tape I saw in him I like. I like his aggression, man. And I think that he could potentially take take Buster Screen's spot. I'm cool with that. I like both of those guys. I you I think you might be referring to Duke Shelley. I think his first name is Duke. But anyway, those dude that that I saw tape on him. He's very aggressive. Buster Screen is one of the, I won't say he's one of the best, but he's very he's a very good all around slot corner. Uh so he bites on routes. Say that again. He bites on routes. Pump fakes and routes, he bites super hard. Okay, does he? Yeah. Well, you know what? The good thing about that is we have a team around around certain people that if there are certain weaknesses, they can get kind of covered over. And that's the yep. thing about having a, a, a great defensive unit and you have star players at every level. You know, they can kind of mask some of the deficiencies of other players. Oh yeah, there won't be there won't be time to exploit that because if you pump fake or try to get in the bite on a route, you're getting sat on by Khalil Mack or King Hicks. Yeah. Yeah. Now, who are the two? There were two standouts that they got in, off the uh, UDFA market. Yeah. Yeah. So the tight end that they got, I don't remember what school he went to. His name is Dax Raymond. And uh, his tape, he looks he looks actually really good for a tight end. No lie. Uh, don't know why he wasn't drafted. But, you know, there's always gems that fall through the crack. And then, of course, Emmanuel Hall from Missouri. I'm not sure why he didn't get picked up either. He had a very blazing 40 time at the combine, uh, has some good measurables, really tall, lengthy, uh, good catch radius. I think one of the, his issues was his, was health. I think he, he got hurt a lot. And so, you know, if that's something that the Bears, you know, staff can kind of clean up and help him to kind of get a, get a better, better, better health and, you know, endurance, then that, that'll be a steal as well, man. Yeah. I, I look forward to seeing those two and some preseason action. Hopefully they can make a dent, make the team. Cause they, they bring some talent. They bring some talent. You just got to make it flourish on the pro level. And now you have Chuck Pagano who's saying some things that I said last year, Jordan. Oh yeah. What you got? Said he said Eddie Jackson, Bo Jack. He reminded him <laughs> of somebody. He reminded him of somebody, Jordan. And I said this last year. Got a lot of Ed Reed in him. Oh man! <laughs> and Chuck would know. Chuck would know. Chuck coached him. Yeah, I love hearing that. I love hearing that. My, again, my issue with the safeties was Ha Ha, who has great length and ball skills. Same thing with Eddie. You know, it's going to be hard to pass. But my issue is if somebody gets that run going, you know, that's, that's, I think that's, that's what happened a little bit with the Giants last year. Besides kind of, you know, the whole Chase Daniel thing, you know, backup going to be a backup. But 
Yeah. Somebody, somebody getting that running game going and, and slowing the ball game down, I think that could be a Bears weakness at some point during the season. But when you're looking at the teams that you're contending with on, on that next level, the Saints, the Rams, even the Eagles, they like to put that ball in the air. So you're good. You're good. I'm not overly concerned. I mean, Kamara, he runs, but he's not a between-the-tackles guy. So, you know, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. They're, yeah, they're ready to I'm, play those, those high-octane offenses, though. Absolutely. Absolutely, man. I'm, I'm really excited. 90, 98 more days, I think, to the start of the season, something like that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's it's frothy, man. Frothy. <laughs> Salivating. <laughs> oh. Give me some football. I mean, the NBA season's almost over. It's going to be over pretty quickly. Yeah. And that segues us into our finals preview. Yes, sir. The Golden State Warriors have been waiting for a month and a half to see who's going to win the Eastern Conference Finals. <laughs> <laughs> they took hibernation. Yeah. They hibernated. You know, you got to be careful. And in all that time, KD still hasn't healed. Neither is Boogie. Interesting. Yeah. The Golden State Warriors will face off with the Toronto Raptors and Kawhi Leonard and the rejuvenated Kyle Lowry. Kyle Lowry was the reason. No. Okay. So before people. You know, nail me Uh-oh. to the wall. Oh, yes, I know. I know Kawhi Leonard is the reason the Raptors beat the Bucks. I know. Yeah, you, you yeah, mention that first before you start blaspheming. Go ahead. <laughs> but Kyle Lowry is the reason why the Raptors beat the Bucks, and I'll explain. Uh oh. Okay, I want to hear this breakdown. <laughs> you expected nothing from Kyle Lowry, and Kyle Lowry played like what he is, a last guy picked on the all-star team, all-star. Huh. He gave you solid borderline all-star level production during that series. And as a result, you beat the Bucks. Kyle Lowry outplayed Eric Bledsoe. <laughs> Money well spent, Milwaukee. And that's why the Raptors are in the finals. I know Kawhi is the man, and he did it. He did it. He he did a lot of great things. He's he's pretty good. But can that team, that Toronto Raptors team, with Pascal Siakam, Fred Van Vliet, Kyle Lowry, and the star Kawhi Leonard, sprinkling a little old Mark Gasol for your Spanish seasoning, your Sergi Baca, who no one knew he was in Toronto until this year. Can they overcome the still juggernaut, in my opinion, that is the Golden State Warriors? What say you, Jordan? Can the Raptors? Well, wait, wait, hold on, hold on. You say can the Golden State Warriors still do their thing? No, 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 no. I say, can the Raptors beat the Warriors? Oh, absolutely. Are you, are you washing dishes while podcasting again? 
No, <laughs> that's been a long time. Come on now. I'm not in the kitchen. So. <laughs> no, no, no. I didn't quite hear the question right, apparently. Of course the Raptors can beat the Warriors. I have nothing, you know, against the Warriors. I I, I don't I don't I don't think that they're unbeatable though. I, I even with KD down, even with Boogie down, and the way they're playing now, I feel like they're they're getting back to how they were when they won, I believe, the seventy three uh, uh, win season. They still haven't faced Kawhi Leonard. And I think that's the game changer. I think Kawhi Leonard is just one of those players that no matter who the competition is, he's going to find a way. And he did it on the Spurs when he was younger. Uh, He's just one of those guys, man, that you just can't count out. Now, I don't think that Golden State is going to walk into this series and just walk all over Toronto and, and, you know, sweep them. Uh, if if you recall, I even said Portland had them on the ropes in game two, three, and four in that blowout of a series. So if you think Portland can keep up with Golden State and give them some go, there is no way in the world that Toronto can't do that and win some games and also possibly win the championship. But sure. if the if the Raptors do win, sure. it's going to have to go to game seven. Jordan, are you are you are you there, Jordan? I'm. I am here. I am now. I am fully in in tune. You use the example of the Portland Trailblazers for how to beat the Warriors. No, I said that the Portland Trailblazers were competitive with the best team in the league, or at least from the West. So if they can be competitive. There's no way that Toronto is not going to be even at, at not even more competitive. They're 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 going to be even more competitive than those feisty Portland Trailblazers. Like there's no way this this is not going to be a good series. So in game three and four of the Western Conference Finals, did did you doubt that? Golden State was going to come back and win those games. Yes, I did. Especially after, after watching game two and just seeing them flick a switch and and turn it on and come back and beat Golden State Jr. Did you doubt that they were going to do it again? Okay, even if you doubted game three, there's no way you should have doubted game four that Golden State was going to come back and win that game. There's no reason. I, I don't I don't the best way I can answer that is I actually did believe that Portland was going to k- take at least two of those games. The way they were playing going into the half of, of game two and three, I think they were up by a, 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 a pretty good amount. Like, Very uh, it's over uh-huh. it's like 17 points. It's like 17 points both games. Yeah. So so in my mind, I'm like, wow, Portland has figured it out. They just keep playing hard. They can do something. And again, without a KD, I'm like, okay, they have a shot. So, yeah, something in my mind told me, okay, Golden State, yes, they can turn it on at any time because they still got the Splash Brothers. But still, I was like, well, Portland is doing their thing. 
So they can still squeak this out. Even if Golden State goes on a run, they have the players to shoot themselves back into the game and, and take it over again. So I, I, I don't know, man. And maybe I was just blind to it, but I really did think Portland had a shot at a few of those games. I mean, game game four, Portland was up that much because Myers Leonard literally scored the most points he ever had in his life in one half. So you had to know that wasn't going to last, right? Huh. Knew that. So, and then I don't think Clay had made a shot or there was something missing. But anyway, I, I digress. That That's old news. Portland was swept. Ushered out summarily. Now, as for this finals, which we are previewing, does is anyone aware that Stephen Curry isn't Eric Bledsoe. <laughs> so, like, <What's> your... <laughs> of course he's not Eric Bledsoe. What? So, like, when when Steph gets a shot, he's gonna make it. It's not gonna be like Eric Bledsoe or. His... Yeah, go ahead and toss that knuckleball up there, number six. Steph's gonna make. Well, that's why Kyle Lowry and 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 again, it goes back to your point that you made. Uh, Kyle Lowry has to show up. He has to show up. There's no if ands, or buts. Kawhi Leonard cannot do this on his own. They need all units on deck, all hands on deck. They need Kyle Lowry to be all star level. They need Pascal Siakam to do his thing. They need Marcus Saul to be a a a. Uh, uh, a younger version of himself, or at least, you know, facilitate and do what he can. They need all hands on deck. Sergi Baca, I mean, so now you need that's how they're going to stay in the series. So here's the thing, and is, this is what, what I believe. Well, first, let's get your prediction. What what do you think is going to be the, the eventuality of this finals? Okay, my mind is telling me six games, Golden State 4-2. Uh, my heart is telling me seven games, Toronto in a all-time great championship series. So a lot of, a lot of people are saying things like that. Um, I know some pundits, I think Jalen has picked Toronto in seven. So let's break this down. If the series goes past game five, you do understand what happens, right? Like Kevin Durant's coming back. Supposedly. Okay. So if we okay. get to game six, now you have Golden State and Kevin Durant. Okay. Which I'm I'm <laughs> Toronto's not going to beat that. I mean, I, I know what the regular all season is. All, yeah, yeah, all I'm going to say is the claw, sir. The claw. Fear the claw. I do. I respect the claw immensely. He can't guard everybody. So without, without Kevin Durant, you would say Kawhi would probably guard Clay or... Oh, Steph, do you put do you put Kawhi on one of the one of the two guys, or do you play him off and conserve his energy because you're going to need his offense? 
No, nah, you put him off of off and conserve his energy and only play on him when they absolutely need to have him slow him down or shut him down. But uh, outside of that, I'd say uh, put uh, put Drake on him. Drake is usually out there as a six man anyway. He's usually half time half the time he's on the court. So put Drake on KD. That'll that'll get him rattled up. I'm, t- I'm talking about Steph. Before KD gets back, who are you putting on Steph? <laughs> uh, I'm putting Cal Lowry on Steph. You don't change the game up just because it's Steph. You stick to so stick to what you were that's, doing. So that's thirty points. Okay, right. and you know what? That and that's exactly what I'm going into the to the series thinking. We cannot technically shut down Steph. So who are we going to choose to shut down while KD is still on IR? So Steph can shoot his way into a great game, or hey, he might have an off game. You never know. It's happened before, but you shut down uh, Clay Thompson since you don't have anybody like Giannis going to the paint. You shut down. Draymond Green when he thinks he's trying to do something, but more than likely, I'm aiming at Klay Thompson. I'm double-teaming Klay Thompson. I'm pushing him off of screens when he tries to run around and set up for threes in the corner. I'm focusing on taking away that second star while KD is on on, on the on the, on the men, on the upscale, and that's how you beat him. Okay. So I, I firmly believe, and, and let's just get into some, some hardcore analysis here, right? And I, I like to look at position by position. So okay. clearly, you take point guard, clearly stuff is better than Kyle Lowry. That's true. Absolutely. So you look at two guard, you got Danny Green and Clay Thompson. Clay defense Thompson. on defense, they're pretty good, but yeah, Clay wins that all day. I don't, I don't know what you said even means. Then you go to small forwards. <laughs> so you got Kawhi versus Iggy, right? So Iggy, Iggy will propose some challenges, but Kawhi's Kawhi. He's going to do his thing, all right. right? And you don't have Jaja to stand under him. Then you take. No, the, you do not. You got Siakam. And Draymond. Now, I think that is going to be, to be the matchup of the series. That's true. I think that's going to be the matchup of the series. That's going to be a lot of excitement. You have a live wire and Siakam. He's got good length, good activity. He likes to get out yep. of the break. He can make a shot here or there. He's, yep. he's, he's as, as Rod from the MVP podcast says, he's Luol Deng 2.0. So he's probably a little more athletic, Luol Dang, right? Yeah, I was about to say he's way more athletic than Luol. Now, come on, I mean, so am I. Then you have, <laughs> <laughs> but okay, so let's look at that. Do you still give Draymond the edge in that? Uh, how their teams use them and the value that they have there to their teams. I'm actually going to say it cancels each other out. You really do not like Draymond Green. No, I really. <laughs> Contrary to what you may think, I actually do like Draymond Green. I wish he was a bull right now. Uh, sorry, Tom Thibodeau, but no, Draymond's fine. He 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 brings more passing ability to uh, that position than Pascal. But everything else, Pascal has more length. He's got youth on his side. He can shoot just as good as Draymond. Uh, 
he can rebound just as good as Draymond. So I I, I think it kind of cancels itself out. And like I said, their value to their teams, I think it kind of it kind of equals each other. So you're right. It's going to be that position, that battle that really kind of determines, you know, which team may come out on top or may dominate certain games. And then, of course, you can't forget Ibaka as well at that power forward position. Okay. All right. So we'll get to that. So Mark Gasol versus the the random large-bodied individual that Golden State trots out. Looney. Changes. Looney. Jones. Bogut. Bell. Whatever, yeah. whatever the situation suits. You know, Kerr's got a big guy for it. So we'll give Mark Gasol the, the definite edge. But yeah. I think he gets... I think his effectiveness gets minimized in a high... Pace, fast-paced game that Golden State may try to initiate. Okay. Um, the bench, I as much as I like Fred Van Vliet and Serge Ibaka, I say the bench is kind of a wash because oh no, Iggy's starting, so that changes things. Yeah, I don't know, Just brother. Put the edge on the bench. Even yeah, though, dude, shout out to uh, Alfonso McKinney, Chicago's very own Alfonso McKinney. He's yeah. playing ball, man. Yes, he is. McKinney is nice. He's playing some ball. He's a hustler. He gets out there. He scraps. He makes shots. Everything that Golden State needs him to do, he does. I mean, he's he's really a better version of what McCall was. Yeah. And so he that that could play a key role. I think he'll play a key role. Van Vliet's been Van Vliet's been great this playoffs, but I don't oh, think he, Van Vliet has been awesome. He can't continue to play and shoot the way he's been shooting. That's hey hey, hey 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 hey. He's going to shoot the same way, brother. Van Van Vliet Van Van Gogh, whatever his name is. He's going to do what he needs to do. He's made 14 of his last 17 threes. There's no way he keeps that up. How dare you speak against the great Fred Van Vliet? Well, get you get used to him. He's probably going to be your bull starting point guard in a couple of years. Don't don't look. Gone are the days of the minuscule point guard. All right, we already had Nate Robertson. We don't need any more small guys. You don't you don't want any more short, stocky point guards. Nah, I'm good. No Khaled Alamines, no 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 DJ Augustines, none of that. Or DJ Khaled. <laughs> yeah, no. Not at all. Please, though. No. Actually, yeah. if you if you if you did a mesh of Khaled Alamine and DJ Augustine, you would get DJ Khaled. <laughs> That's actually <laughs> that, that actually is true. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> Don't play yourself. Oh my god. That's awesome. That is awesome. Oh, anyway, sorry, that's sidetracked. So <laughs> down to my pick. I think that the Toronto Raptors will win game one. 
and everybody's <laughs> gonna get excited, and then the Warriors are gonna win four games in a row. <laughs> you, you got them just sweeping them after the first game. Yes, they give them a gentleman sweep. Really, the gentleman sweep, my friend. Oh please. Well, I guess I'll be a victory lap, and then we'll take care of business. Wow. Take this this layoff-laden game, or we'll come out and we'll shoot bricks. And Fred Van Vliet will have the appearance of someone who's going to stay hot. And then Steve Kerr and Ron Adams will mind-crush Nick Nurse and Adrian Griffin. Wow. Little tidbit. (laughs) And I, I hate to bring these this team back into it. But a little tidbit. Did you know Nick Nurse was also a coach in the Bulls organization? Yeah, he was on the uh the G League team, right? Or something? Yeah. Yeah, I heard about that. Yeah. I, I don't know. That, huh? I don't <laughs> hey, that, look, that's that doesn't mean a thing. Some people are put in <laughs> great Great positions to win just because they're on a they have great players on their team. So he got put into a very nice spot, just like Steve Jordan. Kirk. Jordan. Jordan. If what? Jim Boylan's if Jim Boylan's coaching the Raptors, are they in the finals? Absolutely, because Kawhi Leonard just eliminates Jordan. all of that foolishness. Jordan. Hey. If Jim Boylan's coaching the Raptors, they're not in the finals. Look, I don't care if Cody Parkey was coaching the Raptors. Kawhi Leonard is taking them to the promised land, sir. Nick Nurse. Kawhi Leonard, Kawhi Leonard would not have shot the way he what he did because he had been too tired from doing push-ups. Oh, you know what? Whatever, man. I ain't got time for this. Whatever. And it's Whatever. clear that Kawhi doesn't care about the name on the front of the jersey. Okay. Because Jim Bullen is all about training... The child for the road, not the road for the child. Or whatever. So, so 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 now Nick Nurse is the new Brad Stevens? Oh no. Oh no, 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 no. Don't don't misunderstand me. I'm not saying Nick Nurse is a great coach. All I'm okay. saying is he's been a gym boy. Okay. Low bar here. Low bar. All right. All right. One day Jim Boylan's gonna leave the Bulls and he's gonna become the coach of a team in the finals, and I'm gonna eat these words. Yeah, it's gonna be uh the the Lakers. The new new and improved Lakers of twenty twenty two. The Anthony Davis version? Yeah. Jeez. Speaking of Lakers, we're segueing really good today. I like that. A little segue, yeah. Let's talk about the magic man. Magic Johnson first. We joked about it in the open. Magic, his abrupt departure from the Lakers. I think um, I think the self-appointed king said that uh, he didn't do that the right way or something like that. And ultimately, Magic came back and he gave on ESPN with Stephen A. Smith. Rob um, <laughs> You're telling me right now. <laughs> but he told Stephen A. Smith that it's like a mix a- of it's like a mix of Stephen A. and Denzel Washington. I know, I, I know. I was just thinking that. I'm like, that was that was awesome, awesome all at the same time. <laughs> wow. 
but he said he got backstabbed by Rob Palinka. Oh, man. Or, or as the Stay Outs podcast will now address him as the WoW Cable, Rob Lowe. <laughs> Dude looked just like him. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, he got backstabbed, all right. Rob, uh, look, I was about to call him Rob Lowe. Right? <laughs> Rob, Rob Lowe, Rob Palinka. He 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 he's he's got some some tricks up his sleeve. That dude is is full of something. Wild Rob, Wild Rob, man. He has a face that shouldn't be trusted, doesn't he? Absolutely. Yeah. Look, here's my thing. I don't trust somebody who makes up stories about dead people. That's all I got to say. Yeah, the story that he made up. Um... Where he said Kobe Bryant met who? Heath yeah, Ledger? He said he, said, he said he tried to set up back when he was Kobe's agent. And he was saying that Kobe claimed that he wanted to set up a, a meeting, a dinner meeting with, with uh, the great Heath Ledger. Uh, because after seeing the the Dark Knight, he just was so so enthusi- enthused by his 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 ability just to go into the depths of the Joker and the character and how he just got into that role and how deep he got into it. And he said, so yeah, so after the movie uh, premiered, yeah, Kobe said he wanted to, you know, set up that dinner date and we we did and, you know, he he really learned a lot to take his game to the next level and that mentality of just, just a killer instinct and to work hard and you know, sitting up here listening to this mess and everybody in the world knows Heath Ledger died before the movie came out. So oh, not well rub. So let's God. let's let's just assume Wild Rob wasn't lying. Right? Okay. Um let's, let's assume just, that. Let's assume that. What if he thought Heath Ledger was still alive? And what if he, what if he thought that he was really calling him? Or what if somebody dressed as the Joker and looked like Heath Ledger and met them at the dinner? <laughs> and he was like, see, look, Heath Ledger. <laughs> and the guy just, just sat there, didn't say anything the whole dinner and got a free he's meal. Just, he's just spouting dark night lines on. <laughs> right. <laughs> Evening, commissioner. Like, he's just he's saying random crap. And they just sitting there taking it all in, just just stargaze, not even realizing this dude ain't Heath. This is Keith Ledger. And Kobe's livid because this is the worst dinner meeting ever. <laughs> like, what in the world is this? Oh, Rob, Rob. Ah, <laughs> uh, God, it's wow. insane. Can't be trusted. Can't be trusted, and that's what Magic Johnson said. He said, he said, Rob was talking behind his back. He said, what Rob don't know is, he said, my shooters got shooters. Right. <laughs> right. Magic, magic in these streets. <laughs> he said, I got a doghouse in my backyard, and even my doghouse got a backyard. See? That's what I'm talking about, man. Don't mess with people that got power. Like, not, like, not, like, not like magic. What you thought you was getting over? He was like, my people in business told me watch out for Rob. Yeah. Wow. The Lakers are a mess. And I'm loving every yeah. message. I am too. I am too. I used to despise the Lakers. 
I'm loving every minute of it. And Magic Bell, just in time. Save your legacy, Mr. Irvin Magic Johnson. Save it. Don't get caught into this, because it's only going to get worse. Absolutely. The parachute had a couple holes in it. You're going to take a couple shots, a couple hits. It's got some scars from this, but that legacy still stands. Get out of the LeBron and the Lakers business. It's not going to end well. Get out of that. That's right. Just root for the Lakers from afar. Go to the skybox with Jeannie. And, uh, you know, be magic. Then, Then it was leaked, quotation marks, it was leaked that Magic Johnson was being a bully and a tyrant in the in the offices of the Lakers. Yeah, I, I don't buy it. I mean, when you have a reputation that precedes you, when people normally say, oh, yeah, when I met the guy, he's a really nice guy, he's really awesome. Everybody has bad days. You know, even when you have a lot of power and a lot of money and, you know, you're over or you're in control of something, there may be days where you just not, putting on a smile but everybody knows magic to be you know not not that i know him at all but from from word around the town is that he he's a he's a nice guy he's he's a stand-up guy so you know i don't really put a lot of stake into the whole well he's he's irvin when he's acting real you know aggressive and mean and just he made some woman take off of work or or Something like that. He he made some woman cry or have to get therapy or something. It, it was just a whole overblown story. Like this thing is just a circus. Yeah, I'm telling you, man. It, it's he got out just in time, in my opinion. It, it's it's and and I'm with you. I've the things I've heard that Magic is is a pretty stand up guy, pretty easy to get along with. Uh, what you see is kind of what you get. Now, he said by his own admission that, you know, he doesn't allow himself to be pushed around and he's firm when he needs to be. And he's, you know, he's had to make some tough decisions. No doubt you're a businessman, no doubt you have to end some relationships and uh, terminate some deals and terminate some employment. So, you know, when you've had to get rid of people, there's always going to be a couple guys out there that don't like you. You know, I've been right. fired before and I don't care how nice a guy the guy was. I don't like him to this day. But <laughs> oh, Kevin was a great guy, was he? Really? Because he fired. <laughs> so you know, I'm sure he has some enemies out there that he's made just just in doing business. It's the cost of doing business, but by all accounts, you hear that Magic is is a good guy. You know, everybody he's been in business with and close association with says that he went on uh, on the Four Letter Network, ESPN. He um. You know, he was just talking about his relationships, even with with the people there. You know how he how he knew most of the staff that's still there by name. You know how many people do that? How many stars go into a an office and and know, you know, the smallest guy, the receptionist by name? You know, so it's it's not a lot of people that do those things. So it has to be some man has to have some heart to him. Yeah. Yeah, you know, your reputation precedes you. You know, if 90% of the people say, hey, you're you're a good guy, and then there's a few who, like you said, maybe just were the the the, 
result of being let go or, you know, they just didn't have a good first impression. And, you know, there's always going to be somebody that doesn't like you. So, hey, I'm cool with 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 the truth that the magic probably was just he's being lied on and they didn't like the way he left because he was like, I don't have to deal with this. I'm Magic Johnson and I will see you guys later. Yeah, exactly. So, thanks for getting out of Dodge Magic. Save the legacy. Um, I hope the Lakers continue to uh, crash and burn. I hope all the bad things in life happen to the Lakers. (laughs) They are going to eat their words. (laughs) Hate, 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 hate. But that's enough about basketball, right? We have to. Oh, I want to throw this out there. Um, the Houston Rockets. Yeah, that was cute while it lasted, wasn't it? So now Chris Paul and James Harden don't get along because James Harden, like, he dribbled too much. Well, they should have known that. And a lot of usage there. I mean, of course, when people don't win and. It's kind of been drilled into the ground now. They've been together for a while now, and nothing has been accomplished. They're always being stopped, you know, short of the goal. So, of course, you're going to get tired of the same old two-step. Time for a change. Yeah, and Jalen Rose broke broke the news. And uh, when he first talked about it, he said he didn't want to go deep into it. But, you know, he saw he saw some things I saw when the Rockets were playing. When anyone else has the ball and has control of the offense, James Harden is not interested. And you saw that with Chris Paul and James Harden. And they got under Chris Paul's skin. And it's very easy for things to get under Chris Paul's skin. So you have an insufferable little basketball player. And then you have someone who is unfazed by much of anything, it appears, to the point where uh, they dribble without a care. And... That causes tension. That causes strife. And the end of the Houston Rockets, because now appears Chris Paul's on the trading block. Oh, well, from what I heard, everybody's up for sale. Just they see. Well, he said he put it like this. He said, give me your best offer. So if you do want a James Harden, you're going to have to give me something very good back because they're not going to go back into rebuilding mode. They they do want to star back, but he pretty much said, "Give me your best offer for whoever." Jordan, James Harden's not on a trading block. There's, now there's, I know that I believe that, but from what I heard earlier, that that that's not technically the case. So let's play GM Jordan. Give right, me. Give me 10 players in the NBA you trade to get James Harden or that you think the Rockets would trade James Harden for. Well, I'll stay right here in my hometown and I'm going to give them the number. You will not. You will not. There is is nothing in the city of Chicago. (laughs) I was waiting for you to cut me off. I was going to say Larry Marketing, uh, Otto Porter, and the number seven pick. No. (laughs) Try again. Would that be something? No. 
You're gonna have to you're gonna have to do all of that, and then you're gonna have to get the Bears to send Khalil Max to the Texans. Whatever. That's the only way that happens. I wouldn't want James Harden on this team anyway. I I don't like James Harden as a as a as a team player. Yeah, because Lord knows that the uh, Bulls are full of team players. So, whatever, man. You can't, you can't think of ten people that I think there's maybe there may be two or three people that the Rockets would take back to James Harden. I think Giannis, because of the obvious age gap. Okay, I think. The number one pick, which is essentially Zion, and they probably want something else because they could always try to pull the line well. It's still an unknown quantity. And let's say, uh, well, Kawhi is going to be a free agent, right? Mm-hmm. So that's probably that's it. They wouldn't. I don't think they think they would take LeBron. Not at this point. I wouldn't. Not at this point. So you're looking at, because Kawhi is a free agent, you're looking at in this offseason potentially only two guys you would trade James Harden for. But so again, yeah. you never know. You never know how things can fall. You never know. I mean, you know, there's idiots everywhere. You never <laughs> know. I don't think he's on the block. Chris Paul is completely on the block. And they're they're gonna find an idiot, but no one should trade for Chris Paul. There's no reason you should trade for a 34 year old point guard, 33, 34 year old point guard, who's about to enter into three more years of roughly 40 million dollars. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, that's I mean, bananas. good for him, but that's crazy. I mean, who does it? And and not only that. A proven record of not being able to close the deal. I don't care about circumstances. A proven record of not being able to seal the deal. Yeah. So, there's that. So, two franchises that I am more than happy to see face some uh, some turbulence and tribulation right now. The Lakers and the Rockets. You can have all of that. <laughs> I'm with you on that. I, I am enjoying this little movie that's going on between these this La La Land is is going up in flames in Houston. We have a problem. So cliche, Jordan. So cliche. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you very much. I'm going to send a little shout out to, well, okay, I'll set you up for the shout out. Okay. Baseball. Okay, you don't have anything to say about baseball? Well, so, shout out to the Chicago White Sox. Seeing a lot of the young guys. You thought I was going to shout those guys out, please? No, I, I was giving you the chance to shout your guys out. Oh, no, well, I, I, I can't do that. Can't do that. You would wait until the Cubs are on the downfall to bring up baseball. To be quite honest with you, I wasn't paying attention. I thought they were still winning. They're not <laughs> no, winning right they, now? They're 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 struggling mightily right now. The last week has been uh pretty uh pretty bad. They went to Houston and uh, they're getting shellacked, and uh, oh. their pitchers are 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 uh, not pitching right 
right now. John Lester is getting abused in this last three starts. Uh, people are complaining, and yep. So we'll we'll, we'll see. Oh, I'm pretty sure they'll get it together, but then then they're not doing so good right now. I will extend comforting words to Cubs fandom. Um, in Houston, uh, everyone gets shellacked. So that that thing that thing over there. The the yeah. AL West Ooh. without Carlos Correa and uh, Jose Altuve. The AL West is a monster. Yeah, because the A's are like winning everything too, right? So yeah, and the White Sox are staying afloat. I mean, the Minnesota Twins are surprisingly ahead in the division. I don't know how that's going to work, but I'll, hey, I'll take it. Whatever. Um, hey, props to Giolito, man. Giolito is showing himself to be a changed man. He is living up to his uh, potential. Yes. And I can't wait for Kopech to get back and get a nice little one-two punch. Hopefully Rodon can uh, piece himself back together. And <laughs> yeah. young, send his young talent started to come to fruition. Eloy came back and immediately started hitting the ball hard. A lot of it is to at people, but some of them is going. Some of them are going over the wall. Yeah. Tim Anderson yeah. still, you know, hitting well. Yoan Moncada doing strides better than he was over the past couple of years. So things are starting to come together. It's, nothing's perfect right now, but it's starting to come together. Phase I don't know two. about no Rodon, no man. I, I'm sorry, I have to say, Rodon, that man's body is starting to be like Nebula. As soon as he falls, that man whole body is start falling apart. That's fine. It's collateral damage. He wasn't. He wasn't um, projected to be the guy. On oh, this don't you don't don't even start that. Yes, oh, he was. No, no. Yes, yes, he, he was. Is, he is currently the guy. He's not projected to be the guy. He ain't currently nothing. He was projected because he's currently the guy. So that means he was supposed to be the guy while everybody else is still coming up. Listen, Jordan. So, oh. right, while everybody's coming up, when I say projected, I'm talking about where this team's going to end up. Not this year. Carlos Rodon, was, is, if healthy, is supposed to be a number one or number two starter. Like he has the stuff for it. When he uh, he's out there pitching, the man is very good at pitching. The problem is he's very good at hurting himself as well. In the, in the White Sox organization, Jordan, if everyone hits potential, the projected ace of the staff is Michael Kopech. That's all well and good. I'm just saying Carlos Rodon has a stuff. That's what I meant. He's like he he. He's like John Lester when he was younger. Like, he has ace stuff. He's not your typical number five in the rotation pitcher. Now, because I didn't of the, say that either. the slew of talent they have, yeah, I agree that if Kopech and all those guys are all on the same, you know, healthy and they're in the rotation together at the same time, then, yeah, Rodon's going to take a back seat to him. Probably Giolito, maybe Dylan Cease if he comes up and does his thing. So they're going to have a, a a slew of talent and at their disposal at, at their uh, d- disposal. So you're just saying what I was saying. Rodon's going to be your three or four guy. He's not the guy. All right, whatever. <sighs> Any chance you get, man? <laughs> That's right. You better believe it. <laughs> You can put it on the board. 
White Sox won a game in Houston, though. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah Giolito did kill. You're right. All right. I'll give you that one. But we'll advance past that. So I tried to give you the opportunity, and, and you, you missed it. <laughs> Instead, you wanted to take shots at my team. That's okay. That's all right. <laughs> That's okay. Heavy is the Tierra. Um, <laughs> it's Grub Report time now. Oh yeah, time to take yeah. shots again. We know that you all have awaited this Grub Report, and usually we speak glowingly of places, unless you're Dunkin' Donuts. Um, <laughs> but in our in our journeys, in our travels to find you food establishments that are good. We also explore some things and tastes that are not so good, right? It happens, right? We all get bad food. It's okay. We get bad food. We go to a restaurant where the bathroom smells like entirely too much pee. Um, You might see a, a rat outside in the parking lot. Bad experiences with food, and especially you've already eaten. And then you see the rat outside. Or or if you go to a Chinese restaurant and you don't see a rat outside. Oh, those boy. things <laughs> those things can cause problems. So Jordan, unfortunately, to his chagrin, has experienced some some bad grub. And it's a uh, old familiar place. Jordan, take it away. Yeah. Down in the old I don't even know how to introduce this. Anyway, like, it's my fault. I just want to let everybody know out there, first and foremost, it is my fault that I experienced this. I, I, again, was trying my hardest to save the little bit of money that I had today. And so I said, okay, fine. I am in the hood. I am no longer no longer working on the north side of Chicago, so I I am not around nice restaurants. I'm not around, you know, uh, highly rated places that are on TV shows. So I said, not where true. can I go? You just gotta look. You gotta look. Don't diss the south side. You can find good. Well, look. Well, I was looking, and all I saw was the usuals the 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 churches and the Wendy's and the White Castle and McDonald's and Burger King. However, I didn't go to any of those. Should have went to Wendy's like I thought at first. However, I went to the old man with the bow tie. Yes, people, I'm talking about the Colonel. Kentucky Fried Chicken was my choice for today, and I said, you know what? They came out with something that looks. Kind of tasty. Looks appealing. So I went through the drive-thru. I said, hmm, okay. I'm going to order this. I don't know why you thought that. Look, I'm still angry that I did it. Anyway, I I ordered the famous bowl. You know, have the chicken, the gravy, the cheese, the mozzarella, the cheddar cheese, the uh, mashed potatoes, and the corn. That was good. No, no, no. That that well, that was good to me. That was okay. That was edible. I killed that. I don't know if I was just hungry or if it was like, well, I'm poor today, so I'm gonna eat like a poor man. It was good enough. However, what I got also, in addition to that, is where I went wrong. 
I ordered the new and improved biscuits, the dessert biscuits from Cinnabon. So all it is is just the KFC style biscuits, and then they put the little glaze on it and the drizzle, and voila. So they had it for a dollar a piece. You get one biscuit, one one dessert biscuit for a dollar, or you can get four for three dollars. So and what did you do, Jordan? <laughs> oh, uh, well, I'm pretty sure just as Chris is probably already thinking, and as you have probably guessed out there, I got the four for three dollars. <laughs> I overindulged. Apparently, maybe that was the reason why it was bad. I overindulged. Perhaps if I would have just gotten one, maybe I would have been like, mm, okay, not so bad. But maybe about, I want to say, two and a half biscuits in, I was like, I can't do this anymore. It's too sweet. It's the, the, the texture. It doesn't make sense. It's not right. It just, no. So so maybe that, that was my fault. I, I, maybe Maybe I need to preface this with, I probably overindulged in the sugar and the sweets and the dessert. Maybe if I would have just got the one biscuit, just treated myself to just one, I would have been okay and been like, oh, that's not bad. And then I would have recommended it, which is probably what I should be doing because I actually ate two and a half. So apparently it was good enough for just one. So I guess the, 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 the conclusion of my story is don't overindulge people. Don't get something and say, huh, I think I want more of that. And then end up not liking it because now I do not like the dessert biscuits. Jordan, those things were terrible from jump. You were hungry and you were of the mindset that I spent money on this, so I'm going to eat it. So you convinced yourself that they were good. Yeah. I don't even know why you did it. The, uh, the very idea of those biscuits tasted awful to me. When I saw the commercial, I got a taste in my mouth that I can't. <laughs> Right. <laughs> oh God! I immediately identi- I immediately identified that as food I'm not going to eat. In fact, I went to KFC on the night that all the storms hit Monday. Yeah, I went to KFC. Right? Okay. They were practically trying to give me these biscuits. And I oh, said, they, you do get you do get biscuits for free with any ten piece meal, I believe. That was the other, uh, uh, uh like little offer that you actually uh, get for free. Is that what it is? Yeah. Well, I turned them down. I said, <laughs> no, don't need those. <laughs> don't need those. You can keep those back there. Those look disgusting. Yeah, I think I was on. Yeah, and I'll accept that the bowl. Because you said you, you felt poor, and I guess you wanted to indulge yourself in that. Have you ever heard the Patton Oswalt bid on that, on the KFC bowls? I feel the no. same way. It's just like, it's a bowl of despair. It's like when you're at your lowest point, like, I'll have a KFC bowl. Yeah. And it, it completes your circle of depression. <laughs> oh, my sphere of just failure. Oh, God. Just yeah, it's, it's it's failure in a bowl, yeah. and you and you consume it. It's, it's awesome. It's great. Yeah, so, I'm sorry, people. I don't know what I was thinking today, but that that was just bad. Mercy, mercy, mercy. 
Oh, well. Let me think. I don't think I have anything. I don't think I have anything. Your story was more than enough for the two of us. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> I think the lesson for today's grow up report is one: don't overindulge. Two: don't just get anything just because you're hungry. Uh, you need to make sure that you still make wise choices with your money, and when it comes to what you consume and you treat your body to, because it can come back to haunt you. Oh, it can come back. Especially when you're stuck with one and a half cinnamon biscuits and nobody else wants to eat them. Yeah. I should have actually gave it to somebody on the street. You know, there's a lot of those people around that area. Now, how discouraging would it have been if a homeless man rejected you? (laughs) (laughs) Dessert biscuits? I don't want this. Wait, 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 wait. wait. I don't want cinnamon biscuits. You're the 12th person that tried to give me cinnamon biscuits. <laughs> Don't nobody even sit around KFC no more because of that. Soon as hey, that dog. offer goes away, then they're going to be sitting back around there. They're going to come back. Hey, dog, you, I got some biscuits here. You want them? No, man. No. Um, I'm going to go ahead and sit here next to churches across the street. <laughs> Get that grease special. Oh, God. Church's chicken. Church's is the grapefruit of chicken. So. The grapefruit of chicken? What? Yeah. When you, when you, when you peel back the skin. Oh, Grease no. in your eye. <laughs> How do they get all that grease inside? I want to know. Like, do they like pump it with some sort of like tube or something because that makes absolutely no sense no real chicken should have just inborn grease of that of that amount in chicken like that doesn't make any sense dude on on their recipe it has to be instructions you better not sit none of this chicken on no paper towel oh my god it's just grease galore dude oh but if you go to a good church's man, it is delicious. I did pass on one. I haven't had churches in a very long time. I actually saw. Now that we're talking about, I actually did see a uh, a promo for uh, uh, they they were they were offering rotisserie chicken or blackened chicken or something like that for a while, mm-hmm. and uh, it looked kind of good. But I just obviously I just never went in. I didn't I didn't bother to even try. Yeah, well, don't do that. Don't do that. Um, don't try anything new with churches. Try things that are basic. Like, if you're going to try something new, let it be a, a derivation of something they already have. Churches introduces chicken strips. Okay, so it's chicken made like chicken, the, the y'all, chicken that y'all made, but it's just cutting the strips. Uh, Cut churches biscuits. Yeah. Now, churches knows how to do a sweet biscuit. I'll tell you that. Instead of those uh, cinnamon's biscuits, you should have went and got one of those honey joints from churches. Yeah. If they, uh, if they uh, still do it. I haven't been to churches in like seven years. Yeah, I don't, I don't. that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't know what they have new on their menu. Maybe that'll be the next venture is to just go through the drive-thru and uh, see what they got and then say, oh, no, never mind. No, that's okay. And then drive off. My uh, wife's concern with like, churches, my wife's concern with churches is that there shouldn't be pieces of chicken that large. 
She thinks that they're frying babies. <laughs> Is that a drumstick or a baby arm? I don't know. It's delicious. Maybe that explains the, 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 the overflow of grease. Have, have you had human meat? Is is it more greasy than? <laughs> I'm just saying, maybe we have more grease intake, and they just don't care about draining it. Oh my goodness, good lord! So okay, so we issued the, we issued a couple challenges. One you still haven't responded to, where you go to Whisk and eat the Swanson burger. Um, oh my the goodness! One, the other one is. I challenged anyone to get through a McDonald's 10-piece without sauce or a drink. Um, still don't have no, any takers for that. Can't do it. Can't do Here's it. Third, oh, no. Here's a third challenge. I challenge anyone to get a church's chicken breast and eat it outside in the winter. Nope. Nope. <laughs> And something about those chicken, man, that, the, the skin on those McDonald's chicken nuggets, it reminds me of that skin or the artificial, the, 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 uh, what is the skin? You know, you know, you have a, like, you ever see a burn victim and then they have to put that skin over the, 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 the oh, give them chicken skin grass out here. Yeah. Skin grass. They, they, there you go. That, that mess looks disgusting. Mm-hmm. Why these chicken nuggets got boils. If you can eat a 10-piece without sauce or drink, you got a neck like Ving Rhames. <laughs> From Red Wildwood? <laughs> oh, you remember that scene? Dude, that's one of my favorite scenes. That man tensed his neck and wiggled his way out of that boy. Oh, oh from Rosewood? We, he just Rosewood, held himself up. Rosewood, right. Not Wildwood. Rosewood. Yeah, that, that was hilarious. I'm like, nope, I'm not dying today. He held himself up by the neck on that noose. That was that was a, a career goal for me. <laughs> like I, not, I never want to get lynched and hung, but like I was like, that is that's forever. My man hundred grand on that one. That's that was hilarious. Yeah, I ain't uh uh-uh. uh uh uh. Yeah, but so the new challenge is this: find yourselves a church of chicken, go and buy the the, uh, the breast. Because you'll know the breast because it'll be as large as a, a lower torso of a child. <laughs> then, I dare you. You can only do this in January or February. I dare you to sit outside and eat that in, in any temperature below 15. Instantly, instantly, your arteries will crystallize. You will... <laughs> You begin to feel shortness of breath. <laughs> These are not challenges. These are death threats. Good Lord. There, there will be dizziness. <laughs> Nausea. Swelling of the hands. Heartburn and diarrhea. <laughs> oh, my God. That's hilarious. When you, when you start to feel swelling of the extremities... You should probably call your loved ones. <laughs> you only got a matter of minutes. 
Say your goodbyes. Yeah. Wow. Do it. Do it. You want to be a man? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good on all fronts. Uh-uh. Take one of these. Take one of these stay out challenges. Be a man. So they out there for you. So we got the Wisp Burger, the Swanson Burger. You got to eat that in one sitting. That's I the minor. About that. yeah. Then you have the 10-piece challenge where you got to eat that 10-piece McDonald's nugget. No sauce. No sauce. No drink. Not even water. Matter of fact, I don't even want you wiping your sweat. I don't want you trying to sneak no moisture. And third, church's chicken breast, 15 degrees or lower, eat it outside. Those are the three challenges for the stay house listening in order to prove your manhood. We're not going to do any of those. I will do the whisk one. I am I am interested in the Ron Swanson burger, but all those other three uh, death well, matches, att- no, I'm not a part of that. You will attempt the whisk challenge, and you will lose. Hey, hey, hey. I will. I will conquer. I will defeat. That burger gave me the most delicious migraine I've ever had. Well, hey, I'm right behind you, brother. I am going to be eating that burger in totality. Cool. Well, that's the Grub Report. You got your challenges. Um, you got what not to get. I already knew not to get those Cinnabon biscuits, and Jordan has proved it to you to not get yeah. those Cinnabon biscuits. He's going to say don't eat more than one. I'm going to say don't eat more than zero. <laughs> <laughs> don't even start. Okay. Well, don't even there start. You go, folks. Oh, and KFC will offer them to you. Yeah. You have, have to turn them down. Turn them down. Uh, also, stay tuned. Stay with us over the next few weeks. We'll be introducing some new segments, one of which is the Stayos list. We'll get into more detail as to what that is. So we're going to be talking about some, uh, making some lists of some controversial items. Not like super controversial, like stuff that'll you know get you kicked off the air or something like that. But No, 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 no. We just here to cause some discussion. So we're gonna give you the stayos list, a top whatever number that we arbitrarily decide of certain things. And we're probably gonna pick a number that's just high enough to make you mad because we had to cut it off. That's my goal. <laughs> so stay tuned for that. Some other segments we're gonna try to bring out that me and Jordan are in the lab working on. We appreciate all of you listening, following us. On all our social media outlets, we are on Instagram. We are on Twitter. I got to get more active with the Twitter. We are on Twitter. I've been chatting with people. So uh, maybe we nice. can, maybe nice. we can make some maneuvers and get some guests on this show, man. We've been around long enough, are established and knowledgeable enough to get some mediocre sports reporter on this show. <laughs> At least do that. That's is right. The Daily Hero is the Daily Hero still in business? Can we get one of those guys? Something. No disrespect. Let's take a shot. Take a shot. No disrespect to anybody out there. If you're making money writing about sports, you're going to weigh more than we are because we make no money doing this. No, no, no. No, 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 no. That's why Jordan's getting center biscuits. So. Uh, My stomach just started hurting. Just thinking about it. See, I told you. Go get you one of those despair bowls. (laughs) Follow us. 
<laughs> follow us Instagram, Twitter at Stayos Podcast. Uh, shout out to to all our podcast friends of the show. Usually back in the class, they have an interesting interview with the creator of Misty Night. Check that out. Views from the Back of the Class podcast. Very interesting show they had. Also, uh, G. Wiz, G. Smith, and King David. Shout out to them. Um, the MVP podcast. Our brothers, as usual. And also, Vibes and Stuff. They do their thing on the Hip Hop Tip. Again, thanks for joining us. I'm Chris. Bill with Jordan. Yes, sir. Stay eyes out.